Before we get started today, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you looking to find more freedom and flexibility in your life with type 1 diabetes? Are you looking to increase your confidence and decrease your stress? If so, I want to invite you to join the Diabetes Psychologist membership. When you join, you'll get weekly sessions with me where we'll have master classes, diabetes and mental health question and answer sessions, and hot seat coaching sessions. You'll also get monthly behavioral challenges, a comprehensive resource library, and a private Facebook community. To learn more, go to thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. That's thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash membership. And I can't wait for you to become a part of the Diabetes Psychologist membership community. And now, on to this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. And when it comes down to it, what you have control over is your behavior. You have complete control over what you do. So for example, let's say you have a donut in front of you and also a banana. You can decide that you're going to eat the donut and not the banana. Or you can decide to eat both of those things. And you're the one who has control over that. You have those things in front of you and you can make a choice as to which you eat and how much of it you eat. You can also make a choice about how much insulin you take or how much insulin you don't take. You have complete control over all of those things. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. If there's one thing that I know about you as a person living with diabetes, it's that you have a lot on your plate and you have even more on your mind. You have limited bandwidth for where you spend your time and your energy. And I wanna make sure you're spending your time and energy in the right place. Because if I were to guess, right now, you are probably not spending your time and energy in the most effective place for your blood sugars and your mental health, and I wanna change that. Let me start off by telling you the story of Jennifer. Jennifer owns a successful business, and she's used to having things go her way. But recently, her blood sugars haven't been going her way, and she gets so frustrated, it gets so overwhelming for her when her blood sugars are out of range. Not only does she feel awful, but her mind races away from where she needs to focus her attention, and it really just messes things up for her. And she came in to see me because she didn't wanna feel this way anymore. When she came to see me, she told me that she knew the answer was to focus on her blood sugar, to figure out how to get it in range at whatever cost, because that was the only way she would stop feeling overwhelmed. And then every week after that, when she came to see me, she was frustrated because no matter how much she focused on her blood sugars, they would not come back in a range. She felt like if she just focused even more on her blood sugars, it would work. And the more she focused on it, the more frustrated she got. What I told her was, it seems like you're being held hostage to your blood sugars. You can't not feel frustrated until your blood sugars are in range. And I asked her to change her perspective. I said to her, what would happen if you could have blood sugars that were out of range and not be so frustrated? Is that possible? And it took her a while, but she finally came around and realized that it was. 
the less she focused on her blood sugars, the less frustrated she got, which actually helped her blood sugars. Now, diabetes is about focusing on your blood sugar. Your blood sugar is high, your blood sugar is low. You want to be able to focus on that. You want to be able to bring it back into a range. But I want to make a suggestion to you. I want to suggest that you shouldn't be focusing your time and energy on your blood sugars. Diabetes is about your blood sugars. I get it. And you may be asking yourself, what are you saying? How can I not focus on my blood sugars? Isn't that what I should be spending most of my time focusing on? Well, my friend, the answer is yes and no, but mostly no. And I want to spend this episode of the podcast explaining why. It really comes down to the question of what do you have control over in your life with type 1 diabetes? Blood sugars are not always one of those things. I like to think about control from three different levels. The first is no control whatsoever. Those are things that no matter what you do, you can't control. Things like what do other people say to you or about you? What do they think about you? How do you feel in this moment? What's going to happen to your blood sugar tomorrow or the next day? Those are things that right now in this very moment are completely out of your control. You can't pull a lever and do something about it. The next level is influence. So what can you influence right now but don't have perfect control over? Influence means you can pull levers and move things in a certain direction, but you can't really control where they stop. You don't have exact control. So for example, your blood sugars. So I want to ask you this question. Can you control where your blood sugar will be in one hour from now? And the answer is kind of. Let's say your blood sugar right now is 130. You can say, I want my blood sugar to be higher in an hour. Or So if that's the case, maybe you'll eat and not take insulin for it or not take as much insulin as you need. And you can pretty much guarantee that in an hour, your blood sugar will be higher than it is right now. So you have influence there. But it's impossible to say that in one hour, your blood sugar is going to be exactly 162. Now, your blood sugar can be higher, but it can't be that exact number. And if it happened to be that exact number, that would happen purely by chance, not because you're able to control exactly where your blood sugar stops. So blood sugar is a good example of what you have influence over. You also have influence over how you feel. So, you know, you can certainly, you can engage in self-care activities and take a walk, you know, know, take a bath. You can read a book and relax. But it's impossible to snap your fingers and say, I want to feel happy or I want to feel excited or I don't want to feel frustrated anymore. That's just not possible in the moment. So you can certainly influence how you feel, but you cannot completely control it. And then finally, there are the things that you do have control over. And when it comes down to it, what you have control over is your behavior. You have complete control over what you do. So for example, let's say you have a donut in front of you and also a banana. You can decide that you're going to eat the donut, not the banana. Or you can decide to eat both of those things. And you're the one who has control over that. You have those things in front of you and you can make a choice as to which you eat and how much of it you eat. You can also make a choice about how much insulin you take or how much insulin you don't take. You have complete control over all of those things. You have control over whether you exercise. You have control over how you spend your time. Your behavior is completely in your control. I know that sometimes it can feel like your behavior is not in your control, but in the end, you have complete control over what you do and over what you don't do. So coming back to the place where you should spend your time and effort with diabetes. 
Do you want to spend your time focusing solely on the thing that you only have influence over? You can adjust it, you can pull levers, but you're not always going to hit the target. And focusing on that and trying to control things you only have influence over, or worse, try to control things you don't have any control over at all, is not helpful. And so back to Jennifer, when she's talking about how she wanted to control her blood sugars, and every time she couldn't control them, she got more and more frustrated. She was focusing her efforts on output. That means what the result was. She was focusing on that number, on her CGM, and on her blood glucose meter. Something that she had influence over, but not complete control over. So one thing I worked with Jennifer on was thinking about diabetes and control and where to focus her time and energy in a little bit of a different way. I helped her see that really the thing you want to focus on is not the output, but the input. See, Jennifer has complete control over what she does to manage her diabetes. She has control over the food she eats. She has control over how much sleep she gets. She has control over how much insulin she takes, whether or not she pre-boluses, and a variety of other things around her life with type 1 diabetes. And I coached Jennifer to help her see that the more she focused on things she had control over, the more in control she would feel. When she focused on input, the output followed. It's really hard to focus on output without focusing on input, but oftentimes we put output in diabetes before input. We talk about our blood sugar and our A1C, our time and range, without thinking about the things we have to do to get it there. I want to suggest that we think about those outputs as the very last thing, as opposed to the very first thing. And think about the inputs from the very beginning and really focus your time, energy, and effort on the input. So what does that mean? That means making the decision to work to manage your diabetes. I know that's not fun. And I know that you would really prefer not to work to manage your diabetes. You want to take time off and not even focus on it. But when you do that, the output is never going to be where you want it to be. It's just impossible. But when you focus on the input, when you focus on doing things on a daily basis, on an hourly basis to manage your diabetes, generally speaking, things get easier. And that's for a couple reasons. One is they become more of a habit. If you're used to bolusing on a regular basis, if you're used to making healthy food choices, if you're used to exercising three or four times a week, it becomes part of what you do and how you operate in the world. And it makes doing those things so much easier. But also, when you do those healthy behaviors on a regular basis, and you're taking insulin, you're exercising, you're eating healthy, what happens is your blood sugars come down and you feel better. You feel more energetic you feel more mentally clear. And it's a win-win all around. But when you focus on the output to begin with, it's almost like you're grasping at straws. You can't really control it and you don't really know what to do and you haven't really made a plan in order to get there. And so I wanna encourage you to think about input with diabetes way before thinking about output. And if you never think about output, think about the input and the output will follow, I promise. I want to give you a four-step process that you can use to help you think about input with diabetes and how to make that input thought process a part of your regular life with type 1 diabetes. Because if you're able to implement this process, I know diabetes will become easier for you, you'll be less stressed, and your blood sugars will be in such a better place. Step number one, and I know this is going to be the hardest one for many of you, 
and that is to detach from your devices. You know, CGM technology is amazing, and I don't think I want to live without it myself. However, if the CGM technology gives us a lot of data all at once, all the time, and sometimes we need a break. When you see your blood sugar every five minutes, it can feel like you're getting a grade every five minutes. And every five minutes, there's something staring over your shoulder, looking at you and telling you how well you're doing or how poorly you're doing. And we all know that's not a great feeling to have, but there's no way to focus on input without detaching from the output. And so I wanna suggest that putting your devices down for a little while intentionally can be a helpful way to get this process started. I am not suggesting that you stop using a CGM, not in the slightest. All I'm suggesting that you do is don't look at it all the time. Put your phone down, don't look at your insulin pump, and be intentional about not looking at your blood sugars on a regular basis. I would suggest that you get in the habit of only looking at your CGM before you eat or if you have an alarm going off. And by doing that, it gives you some space where you can really focus on the input without so much worry about the output. You'll be told that the output needs to be addressed by the alarms. Those micro changes, those changes to your blood sugar on a minute by minute basis are not helpful. And all they do is overwhelm us and make us more focused on the output than on the input. And that's not what we want here. We want to focus on the input. And so detach from those devices. Also, make sure you have a good relationship with your healthcare provider and where they're focusing on your diabetes management behaviors as opposed to your A1C and time and range. Of course, A1C and time and range are helpful, but they're helpful in guiding us in terms of towards our behavior as opposed to being the end goal. They're good data to be able to help us see where we need to make changes and see where things are working really well, but they shouldn't be the complete focus of your diabetes care. The focus of your diabetes care should be on your behavior, making sure you're taking steps to become as healthy as possible by engaging in good diabetes management behaviors things that you have control over every single day. Step number two, if you're feeling overwhelmed with implementing these inputs, making sure your diabetes management is on track and that you're doing everything you can to stay healthy, I wanna encourage you to do this. Choose one or two actions that matter. And what's an action that matters? An action that matters is a specific task that you can do on a regular basis that will have a big impact. Think about it as low-hanging fruit. So for example, I know for myself, pre-bolusing is probably the biggest thing that I can do on a regular basis that's gonna have the biggest impact on my blood sugars. And so I focus on that. I focus on making sure that before any meal, I take insulin 10 to 15 minutes before I eat. And when I do that, I always see results. I always see that output, those blood sugars, much better off than they would have been if I didn't pre-bolus. When I focus on that one thing, it gives me a sense of control. It makes me feel like I'm doing something that actually matters and that I'm not trying to bat away all the flies in front of my face and keep diabetes at bay. But by focusing on that one thing and doubling down on that one thing, it can be really effective. What are those one or two actions that matter? What are those things that would have the biggest impact on your blood sugars? Remember, we're focusing on input here, but input as a driver to output. We wanna think about what's gonna have the biggest impact on our output, on our blood sugars. 
And those actions that matter are the best place to start without feeling overwhelmed. Step number three in focusing on inputs rather than outputs is to celebrate your wins. And here these wins are very tangible. If you do the actions that matter, if you take steps, real steps, to manage your diabetes on a daily basis, celebrate every single one of those. You pre-bolused, celebrate that. You checked your blood sugar, celebrate that. Exercised, you made a healthy eating choice, celebrate that. We want you to celebrate all of your small victories in terms of your input with your diabetes management. And on that note, we go to step number four, and that is give yourself some grace. When you focus on input, you're influencing your blood sugars, but you're not controlling them. And so when you see those numbers that are out of range, and it's going to happen sometimes, you have type 1 diabetes, you have to give yourself some grace. But remember, you're not focusing on the numbers. You're not focusing on the output. You're focusing on the input. You may find that by looking at the numbers sometimes after detaching from your devices that your numbers are out of range on a regular basis. And if that's the case, that's a good sign that you need to focus on the input even more. You need to focus on changing what's going on with your input. Maybe you need to bolus more. Maybe you need to change your insulin carb ratio or your basal rates. All of those are pieces of the input. And the only thing the output does is gives you information on what you need to change there. But when you get information from the output, from your blood sugars, it's not what you want to see. Give yourself grace and recognize you're putting an effort where you have the ability to make the biggest impact. And that is your behavior. So to finish off, let me give you a quick recap of the four steps to focusing on input as opposed to the output. And remember, the input is your behavior and the output are your blood sugars. Step number one, detach from the numbers. That may mean putting your devices away, not checking your blood sugars often, and focusing on the behaviors that matter. While step number two is focusing on your behaviors and choosing to focus on the behaviors that are going to have the biggest impact on your output. That means the behaviors that matter. Focus on one or two things that you can do right now that will impact not only how you feel physically, but also your blood sugars. But focus on the behavior, not the blood sugars, and the blood sugars will follow. Step number three, celebrate all small wins. Remember, you have complete control over your behavior. So every time you do something that focuses on your diabetes management, bolusing, exercising, healthy eating, sleep, whatever that is, celebrate it and recognize that you took control of your health and took control of your diabetes and that your stress level is going to go down because of this feeling of control. And step number four, give yourself grace. Recognize that your blood sugars are not the defining feature here. It's your behavior. All your blood sugars are doing is giving information that you can use to refine your behavior, to refine the input. The output is just information. The input is where you can really make a difference here. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. That really helps me spread the word about this podcast so more people could benefit. Also, please send me a note. Let me know how you're doing. 
Let me know if you have any questions or concerns you want me to address on the podcast in future episodes. I love hearing from you guys, and I would love to hear what you have to say about the podcast and how I can make it better and what sorts of topics you want to hear in future episodes. You can DM me on Instagram at the Diabetes Psychologist, or you can email me at mark at the diabetespsychologist.com. And of course, be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist podcast. Remember, type 1 diabetes is not easy, but you can have an easier time with it. And I'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.